Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free gift for you on how to scale your agency to multiple six and even seven figures and beyond by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself from the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is text the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. Again, that's 720-792-8036. Just text the word FREEDOM and I'll send you the free gift on how to achieve freedom in your agency and life. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we're hanging out with Jennifer Spivak. She is the CEO of the Ad Girls Agency, an all-female Facebook ads agency. She's helped hundreds of businesses generate millions of dollars on Facebook and Instagram, with many seeing a 1,000% plus return on their ad campaigns. Her all-female team enjoys crunching data, helping women-owned businesses make tons of money, and breaking the rules when it comes to Facebook ads which sounds amazing. Jennifer, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me, Brent. So I have to ask, all an all-women team? Yes. So that's by design, not just by like roll of the applications that came through or like, what are we doing here? Like when the job apps come in, we just go like guy name, guy name, delete, delete. It's I mean, very, is this an intentional uh, creation? Very intentional, very much by design. Um, let me be very clear that we love and adore men and think that they are just wonderful, wonderful creatures. Um, separate from that, I created my agency with the mission of putting more money into the hands of more women. And so we work primarily with female clients. We have currently um, an all-female team, and we support um, a couple of female-centric charities. So again, just furthering that mission all around. However, I will tell you, we have a couple of very impressive male candidates in our pipeline currently as our team is growing. And so even by the time this airs, we very well might have our first male team member. Very cool. Well, uh, congrats on, 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 on that, right? A little, a little gender diversity going the other direction than we normally talk be, about in our industry. It's going to be great. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be, it's going to be great. Again, it's, it's just, you know, always going back to, uh, to that, that mission, but you know, we are, we are growing. We are a very different business than we were a year ago or five years ago. And so while it's always been about the best talent. I just think we're looking at our, our talent and who are you know hiring a little bit differently, and just some of the the men that have come across our desk are just too amazing to pass up. Mm, very cool. Well, I, you know, I think it's. Um, I mean, I think in this industry, for probably a lot of reasons. I mean, it, it is a very like digital marketing, web, internet businesses are. I mean, it's, it's probably tilted. I don't have good like hard numbers today. Yeah, but I mean, it's great. definitely tilted towards. Males, so it is. I mean, I think it's it's refreshing to hear of more yeah. women agency owners and also businesses where they're making that a big part of their a big part of their cause. Absolutely, and I mean, so many of our clients come to us and say, 
you know, I was at another agency. We maybe even were getting good results, but it was all men working on my brand and they just, I didn't feel like they understood me. And so again, we're not knocking men, but some of the clients that we work with just so appreciate getting to have a team of women who ultimately could really even like be their target customer, being the ones that are writing their copy, developing their creative and building out their strategy. So I think in addition to furthering the mission, that's actually also helped us with our growth, our marketing, our sales process. The women thing has kind of become our stick and it really, you know, attracts the right people to us. That's cool. So in that, and that obviously with your target market, I mean, I know that, I mean, that sounds like that works really well, right? You're working with mostly women-owned businesses and, you know, that probably plays a big factor when agencies are looking. I mean, it's it's a differentiating factor, especially if the women-owned business had issues with that in the past, right? Where yes. they kind of feel like they weren't understood. You can come in with the obvious, like, hey, we get you because we're yes. all, you know, like you. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, I, I talk about this quite a bit in when I talk about the approach that we've taken at my agency and how we do our marketing. But look, the fact of the matter is, there are so many Facebook advertising agencies out there. It's not that hard to find one. And if all we're doing is competing based on results or ROAS or a case study, look, everybody's got at least one of those. And so I've always felt and I've experienced this that having other differentiation factors that a person that that potential client can really get behind can be really, really helpful for helping us grow beyond the rate of how other agencies are growing. And so I know that a lot of our clients come in and they're just really already pre-sold and almost like pre-indoctrinated on that mission of putting more money in the hands of more women and that they feel like that's a place in which they want to be able to spend their money. Yeah, that's really cool. Hey, agency owners, I have an amazing product to share with you this week, Service Provider Pro. I'm absolutely in love with this platform. If you're currently running a productized service-based agency and you're looking for an all-in-one client management solution, this is for you. Service Provider Pro helps you sell services at scale. You can manage your clients, your payments, projects, all from one slick dashboard. Run reports, see where your projects are at, and give your team a single source of truth. And it all comes in a fully white-labeled package, so you look super pro in front of your clients. For more details and an extended free trial, head over to spp.co slash yougurus to sign up. That's spp.co forward slash yougurus. All right, let's get back to our show. So in terms of, I've got so many questions because I feel like there's Mm -hmm. been so many things going on with Facebook ads of like... I feel like I don't want to get too mired down into it, but I did just get an email from Facebook today because we, you know, we 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 spent a lot of money on advertising on Facebook, and and it's it's one of our main main marketing channels. It's it's been a very good pond to fish from for the last seven or so years. Yep. Uh, and in the the email literally said like, you know, kind of we we know we're not going to get you as good of results in, in more or less, right? It was like. It was like, we know our ad costs are rising. We know that we can't track performance yeah. anymore. We know that you're not getting as many conversions, right? Like, it was a really interesting email to get from an account manager. I mean, it was totally like, it was personal-ish, but it was pretty, like, and the bullet points were very like, we're not getting, you're not going to get as, as good of results on our platform. Yeah. We're going to charge you more anyways. You know, you're not going to be able to track any of the results that you're getting. So it's going to be opaque. And, and I mean, that's the reality of, 
I think of of kind of the next generation of the web in terms of price, privacy and security and, and things like yeah. that. But how are you dealing with that as an agency? Because that just feels like a really weird place to be at, to be going yeah. to your customers and saying like, it's all downhill from here. It's kind of what I got from Facebook. Well, look, I have to tell you, for whatever it's worth, we still have tons of clients getting incredible, incredible results. And I run all of our lead generation marketing. 80% of it comes from Facebook. I've been running it pre-iOS 14 and post. And I mean, we regularly get like a 20 plus times return on ad spend and have not seen an impact to that. So let me preface that question with that anecdotal, but you know, still some, some information just based on what we're experiencing. So I feel that the changes really actually, we can separate them into two factors, right? One is the tracking. Tracking on Facebook native garbage, unquestionable. Like that's just where we've gotten to. And so that is that is one technical piece that does need to be treated differently. We have started, you know, for well over, I'll say about a year now, really using just multiple different data sources, using Google UTM parameters more than we ever used to, um, looking into third-party tools like Segmetric and Hyros. And so again, with the, the tangible tracking aspect of it, we definitely are, you know, looking at alternate solutions and just different ways of looking at data. But the other side of it, which is more about can we actually still get the same results from Facebook regardless of the tracking? What I have seen over the last year or so is that the people who are really impacted by the iOS 14 updates, by when Facebook goes ahead and removes a bunch of targeting parameters like they did over the last couple of weeks, those are what I call the algorithm hackers, right? Like all they really have are the super technical media buying skills. They don't actually have the foundational marketing skills and marketing knowledge to create really engaging copy that actually makes newsfeed competition irrelevant. They don't know how to actually understand the buyer persona, create really scroll-stopping creative. And look, at the end of the day, when you have those foundational marketing skills, yes, we're going to lose some tracking, but that has been the thing that has carried our agency and our client's performance to kind of you know still be able to be strong throughout all of the changes and just be less impacted by the changes, they're going to happen all the time. Like I know everybody wants to get all wrapped up in the Facebook sky is falling, but here's the thing. I've been doing this for over a decade. I've seen 50 bajillion versions of that. We're marketers. It's our job to constantly adapt. And so I'm just not into like giving so much energy and power into this thing when I actually believe it's this thing over here, which is the funnel, the offer, the messaging, the creative. That's actually what's driving results for our clients. Mm. And, and the ads are just kind of a component of that. Exactly. Right. Look, at the end of the day, an ad by itself doesn't actually do anything. It's literally here, Mark Zuckerberg, here is my money and you'll give me eyeballs on my thing. But like what the thing is and what the thing sends people into, I mean, God, that's 90%. Or, or more of it. And so again, going back to it, I think it's those technical media buyers, the algorithm hackers that were, were the most hurt by the changes. And those of us that were always looking at this in a very big picture, holistic systems-based approach have been less impacted. And look, let's we don't have to like pretend there were times last year, right after iOS 14, that were shaky. We didn't know exactly what was happening. Everybody was learning for the first time. So there was nobody to look to, but we have undoubtedly found our footing since then and continue to see just as strong results as we were able to see a couple of years ago. The, the game just looks different. That's all. You brought up Zuckerberg. Do you feel like 
as somebody who is so invested in their product, and I, I kind of feel I, I have opinions on this. We'll maybe hold those for a little bit, but I mean, he's very like. I mean, I think a lot of those, some, some of these billionaire entrepreneurs, their focus has moved to other stuff. And I think, you know, when I when I look at publicly what he's focused on, meta, the metaverse. Yeah. And then, you know, when I, you know, when, when me as a small business owner on his platform is experiencing, you know, challenges or custom, you know, or actual users of Facebook are, you know, reporting, you know, challenges with, or, or you know, dissatisfaction with the product, and then we look up and it's like the CEO is off, you know, or, or whatever, the chairman or whatever he is now, right? But like, he's off like in the metaverse. And I'm like, well, dude, what about this thing that we have right here? Like, what, can we yeah. not fix the thing that's right in front of us? I mean, do you think that, I guess, what what's your perspective of where where Facebook as a platform is going to be headed in? And, um, you know, are you are you preparing anything for for it not being, you know, the future of the platform? I don't know how much prep we can be doing right now. But what I will say separate from Facebook is that at least the way we work at my agency, if Facebook went away tomorrow, we are prepared to take our skills and our system and we could get onboarded and be ready to deliver service on another platform in five seconds. Again, it's not about, we have a special Facebook media buying process, right? <laughs> it's like, it's our big picture marketing system. So we can yeah. put it somewhere else. And so I think that's our prep. Is Zuckerberg a bit out of touch? Yeah, sure. But at the end of the day, I mean, my whole life and career exists because of him. Like, that's such a strange thing to think about sometimes. And so maybe I'll be proved wrong one day, but I have a lot of blind faith in that dude. I feel like, you know, the the how much he just loves, or at least the company loves, like they're not going to lose billions and billions and billions of dollars. They will find a way to save this. I don't know if that is, you know, if that is too positive and I will be wrong. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I have the perspective of seeing, I mean, you, you probably know, right? Even over the last five years, how many versions have there been of this is the end of Facebook? This is yeah. it. This is it. They can't come back. But it's never been true. You see people on Facebook talking about how they're going to leave Facebook, but you're on, you're on you're on it. Like like, like the, I mean? the, like, the state of the union like message, like you know, I'm leaving Facebook. And then, like the next day, you see them like liking cat photos or whatever. Yeah, right? you're and like, look, like, wait a like, minute, where's she leaving? Exactly. For better or for worse, currently, I feel that they are too big to fail, and so as advertisers and agency owners. Again, it's always been our job to adopt. So we we, we figure it out as we go. Yeah. And, and I, I, I love your focus around like the funnel, the offer, the actual product, the customer. I mean, really looking at looking at those things, because I think regardless of traffic channel, those are those are like the yep. fundamentals on the business. I mean, I I we got into Facebook ads, I mean, I would say somewhat early. I mean, back then we were getting, you know, webinar registrations for like three or four dollars or something, right? It was uh. like we're getting like opt-ins for penny, you know, for for less than a dollar cents, right? And and those that doesn't happen um, quite anymore. Right. And I think I think like, and I definitely want to want to hear your take on this because I mean, people do say things like, "Oh, email marketing is dead," or "Oh, SEO is dead," right? When in in truth, like those are still huge parts of people's marketing and growth strategies. They have they have changed and evolved. And I think Facebook maybe maybe it's just that they get to that point of maturity and then everybody starts saying that they're going to they're going to go away but they're just like mature it's probably not going to change dramatically but it's yeah. not going to go away for sure yeah 
Yeah, no, that's, look, that's exactly how I feel. People are always talking about how, how something's dead. You have, you have a product, you have an offer that people want. You, you use various communication channels to get messages out. Like that's all we're, that's all we're ever doing. Like the exact channel, the exact funnel strategy, like whether it's a three-day open card or a seven, like these are not, these are not the needle movers. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody in our, our group, Profitable Digital Agencies, so if you all are listening to our podcast and you haven't signed up for our group yet, go check it out, Profitable Digital Agencies on Facebook, speaking of Facebook. They said, if Facebook actually failed, where would you focus your marketing for your clients? So let's just, let's play that out, right? Facebook, we go to facebook.com. It's like, sorry, this website can't be found, right? So you're in, let's play this make-believe scenario out. What would be your your platform? In this make-believe make scenario, even though I know Instagram would be considered part of that, I'm still going to say Instagram is number one, <laughs> just, in, just in case I can get away with that as the answer. Number two, I'm tied between YouTube and TikTok. Part of me, as much as I think, and, and look, when we talk internally at my you know, when I talk to my business partner, if there's any channel we are adding next as of today, it would be TikTok. However, mm. if I didn't have Facebook or Instagram, I don't know that I'd be ready to put all of my eggs into the TikTok basket because at the end of the day, it's still so new. It lacks the foundation that a Facebook or a Google product like YouTube might have. So I would be tied between between those two. Yeah. Which I think the underlying for me is video, right? I mean, that's basically what you're saying is you would move your energy to the platforms that are video. And I know TikTok, between TikTok and iOS 14, I mean, that was a huge blow to Facebook's yep. market cap. Yep. Or at least the reasons that they gave in their in their quarterly investor update, which, you know, both of those platforms are are video-based. Yep. So, you know, I mean, is that... Is that kind of the future for content in the internet? I mean, are we just moving away from... I'm always hesitant to overgeneralize, you know, like even just like videos working better than... Im <laughs> I mean, not always, not with all of our clients. That's not exclusively true anywhere. But obviously, we look at the popularity of something like TikTok. There's definitely, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of attention there. So I think video is a great thing to invest into. But again, I'm always hesitant to make sleeping generalizations that this is the one thing that works and nothing else does anymore because that's just not ever really been true for me. Something that you've talked about, I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, funnel offer, some of those fundamentals, but, but you've also kind of had content out there saying that your clients aren't just buying your stuff, they're buying you. Yes. I mean, what does that mean to you, right? That they're buying you because at the end of the day, like they're probably going to, they're still buying like a widget, a shirt, uh, uh, a, a water bottle, uh, whatever, you know, they're buying a thing or they're buying a service. I mean, I think on, on the service side, I definitely see like, okay, they're buying, yes. you know, they're, they're buying somebody's, you know, a working relationship. But even then, like you've got 15 people at your agency. I mean, yeah, they're kind of buying you, but but you're not working with all your clients, right? I mean, it, of course not. I mean, look at this point. I I have a business partner who oversees service delivery, so I'm actually almost entirely removed from it. I came up with this concept specifically through the lens of how we market ourselves. So it is something that I think can work well for boutique agencies. And yes, to your point, definitely service providers, coaches, course creators, anything that's really a personal brand. But this whole sort of story starts with. I run my agency to, I want to say maybe mid six figures. 
um, after a couple of years of being in business. And we had really mostly been going through word of mouth and referrals, which is supposed to be a great thing, except it drove me crazy because I wanted to be in control of my own growth. And you can't just get a referral. Like there's no system to just like get one, like, and have it be proven the way that there's a system where you're like, oh, when I spend X on ads, I get a client. And so I started to dip my toe into what would it look like for us to run ads for the agency? And what I noticed is my entire newsfeed was filled with ads from different agencies and Facebook marketers. And every single one of them looked and sounded exactly the same. It was like a war over like who could have a case study with the biggest ROAS. But like, look, we're agency owners. Let's be real here. It's not that hard to get a handful of good case studies. And as we've been talking about, that very well could be because you had an amazing product. Like I like amazing products to run the ads for, right? So I just didn't feel like, number one, that was enough to really communicate what was different about us and how we did things. But also, it just made every ad look and sound exactly the same. So when I changed our messaging and I started focusing on my story my personality, you know, a little bit of the brand of the agency, talking more about that mission of putting more money into the hands of more women, talking more about, you know, how we donate a percentage of our revenue to an organization that supports survivors of domestic violence, going into the different nuances of who we are culturally. Yes, it starts with me, but also culturally as a company. That was when I started to be able to create messaging and create apps ads that were truly unique to us that did not look and sound like every other agency ad in the feed. And all of a sudden, we started getting these amazing high-quality sales calls booked, incredible, incredible ROAS. I mean, I've generated, God, I don't know, at least $1.5 from this funnel over the last year and a half. And it's not because of anything magical with the funnel or anything magical with the media buying. It's because we have truly unique messaging that actually magnetizes in the exact right people. And by the time they get onto their sales call with me, they are saying things like, I feel like I already know you. I know everything that you guys stand for. It's no longer, you know, am I hiring ad agency A or ad agency B? They have picked Jennifer. They have picked the ad girls. All you have to do is give them the deets, 30 minutes, close one and done and like we get to deliver an amazing service to them. That's cool. That's cool. Do you do you it think I mean cool. I I feel like with some brands out there or some platforms like StoryBrand and others I mean I feel like there's this I like story is trending to some degree, right? I think some people do it better than others, but is there a point yeah. where you can push that idea too far where it's like I almost kind of look at it like the uh you know, you have the steak and then you have the sizzle, right? I feel like the the your story kind of feels to me like the sizzle. And if you don't actually have the thing, you don't have the yes. ROAS, if you don't have the the amazing product on the back end, like you're gonna you're gonna attract people that might be disappointed. Absolutely. And so when it really comes down to it, I've actually broken it up the way that we approach messaging into four different buckets. Messaging bucket number one is credibility. So I'm not saying don't include that. When, when we're using our credibility messaging bucket, we are talking about our case studies. We're showcasing client testimonials. We are highlighting the fact that my business partner and I speak at traffic and conversions. We are you know, highlighting the places, the media we've been featured in. I've been featured in Forbes twice. Absolutely, all of those things are important. And they're one-fourth of the rest of the messaging because there's 10 other agency owners that I could probably name off the top of my head that have those same credentials. So it's important, but it's not enough. We've got the three other messaging buckets, which are vulnerability, 
personality and feel good. And so that's what you would describe as the sizzle, right? But we're incorporating it with the credibility, knowing that the credibility is important. We need people to feel like we know what we're doing. I'm not saying to not do that. I'm saying that that by itself is not enough because here's the experience that gets created when you lock into all four. Credibility, I know this person can solve my problem. They've got the street cred. They know what they're doing. Vulnerability, I'm relating to them as a human being. I feel that like human to human intimate connection. Personality, I want to hang out with this person after work. I want to be my bestie. I want to have a drink with them and then feel good. I can also, on top of all those other things, feel good about spending my money with this agency, with this company, because of where some of that money goes or what missions that money forwards on the planet. That is how you make competition irrelevant. I love it. Credibility, vulnerability, personality, and feel good. So for those agencies out there that are, whether you're advertising or putting yourself out there on social media, I mean, those are four really good post types. Those are four really good things to make sure you cover on your landing pages, your about us page. I mean, almost looking at every piece of content that an agency has, right? Including or or thinking about it through those lenses will help. Perfect. Yep, exactly. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at e2msolutions.com. That's e the number 2 m solutions.com. All right, back to our show. Have you ever pushed vulnerability too far? I don't think so. But I mean, <laughs> look, I mean in all honesty, right? Like our it's evolved because again, it did used to be a little bit more just me as a freelancer with a small team and now we are really branding ourselves more as an agency, but our version of vulnerability has always started with my story of being a survivor of domestic violence and actually having the experience and learning that one of the reasons that I was able to get out and move on with my life was because I had access to money. And and I learned that financial abuse was present in 99% of domestic violence relationships. And so what that actually comes down to at the end of the day is when women are not in charge of their own money, it can sometimes be a matter of life or death. And so that's why I built an agency with the mission of putting more money into the hands of more women. Now, I'm not out there like sharing, you know, a a massive sob story, but I do lean into that that story and sort of the shortened version and the way that I just told it to create that vulnerable connection of like, this is why I this is why I started this business. This is the story behind it. This is like why we're here. And I mean, the response, especially, of course, since we are marketing to women has been overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly positive. That's an awesome message. And I'm glad I asked a question. And I think even, even too, like, you know, listening to somebody tell that vulnerable story, the moment that you said that part of your story, I mean, I I felt something like I was like, oh, like, oh, okay. You know, like there's a little bit more why behind it. And it, it does kind of like jump a little bit of the connection between people, I think, when when somebody does share something that that makes that is a little bit vulnerable. Yes. And look, I always say, because I have worked with a lot of different agencies and a lot of different personal brands to build out these buckets, don't force it. <laughs> if you're trying to like figure out what goes in your vulnerability bucket and nothing is coming naturally, don't like force 
a sob story. Don't create a philanthropic, you know, initiative that doesn't exist. At the end of the day, this is a framework, but it really is about showing up. And this might sound corny, but it's true. It's about showing up on the internet and doing business 100% authentically as you, the human being. And that being the thing that magnetizes your perfect people to you. This is just a framework for helping you think through what the different pieces of yourself are that you might want to lead with. Awesome. Jennifer, this has been an amazing conversation. I love the I love the framework. I love your story. I love your insights on the future of Facebook. I know you will, regardless of the future of Facebook, it sounds like Ad Girls is going to be wildly successful and you've got an amazing future. You have a quick second for our lightning round? Yes, totally. What is the best advice you've ever received? I don't know if this is advice that I've directly received from a person, but it is advice that I have repeatedly received from the universe, which is that there are no rules. Um, anytime I am operating inside of something where I'm trying to figure out how things are supposed to work, I'm actually missing a larger opportunity to do something that completely defies the odds and have that work even better. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Sleep. Oh my God. I am an animal about my sleep. I sleep eight to 10 hours a night. It is just non-negotiable and it makes me a better person. Eight to Ted? Oh, yeah. I don't have children, just to be clear. <laughs> you're, you're greedy. You're greedy. You're taking all the so sleep greedy. from the rest of us. <laughs> uh, can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you think our listeners would find valuable? Honestly, this isn't going to be like that revolutionary, but I mean, our entire business revolves around Asana. I don't think I would have my head on straight without our, our team, Asana. It's just how we do everything. And can you recommend a book and why? Okay, all-time favorite book ever. I'm sure you've all heard of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which is like a classic. But my favorite book is Think and Grow Rich. And it's basically about using the practice of gratitude to call in more money in abundance. So uh, Think and Grow Rich by Pam Grout. Greatest book I've ever read. When I first um, read it, I bought 20 copies off of Amazon, started handing them out to strangers. I always have multiple copies in my office because I give them out to anybody I can. Very cool. Well, we will link out to thank. It's like thank you. Thank and Grow Rich by Pam Grout. We'll also yes. give a shout out to our friends over at Asana at our show notes page at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. So if you're out on a run or on your bike like I am all the time, and you can't write things down right now, that's okay. Go to yougurus.com slash podcast. You'll see Jennifer's picture right up there at the top week of. Click on her. And we'll have those links, takeaways, tips, tools, nuggets, all carefully curated for you amazing listeners out there. Jennifer, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? So definitely head over to www.theadgirls.com to learn all about the agency. And don't worry, once you do, we will retarget you until you die with all of our available offers. So that is how you can find out what we're up to. And then if you want to connect with me personally, I am Jen Spivak, Jen with two N's on both Facebook and Instagram. Sweet. Well, hopefully Facebook doesn't go away tomorrow because I didn't hear a YouTube or a TikTok link there, but I can't. Oh my God. I, I have no idea how to use TikTok, <laughs> sir. I have to be honest with you. I, my friends send me the video links, but I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm too old for that. <laughs> Don't worry. Once we all figure out, once all the marketers figure out how to monetize it, 
we will all be on the platform and we, right. we will ruin it for everybody else. So don't yeah. worry. We're, we're on no. our way. Okay, great, great. So yeah, we'll link out to adgirls.com as well as your social profiles on Facebook and Instagram. So if the listeners are out there and you want to get to know Jennifer a little bit better, check out our show notes page, yougurus.com slash podcast. And we'll link out to those websites, those social profiles. Make sure you get some fans coming out of this uh, episode. Jennifer, thanks awesome. so much for stopping by today's program. Thanks, Brent. This is great. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want this free gift all about how to scale to six and seven figures and beyond in your agency, just text the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. That's the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver.